0: Hi, this is Dave Coulier, and you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. Okay, let's rewind. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Amir K.,
1: you know, I've been, um, just, just I've, since I've been touring a lot, I've been talking about a lot of the experiences that I've been having on the road. Um, you know, just like different, you, you know, people will see when they come out to see me this week. It's always, my act's always evolving, but it's typically my newer material is just what's happening in my life.
0: We spoke to Amir K about a year and a half ago. We're going to catch up with him uh, today. We have a, uh, let me see, a song of the week coming up from Martin Garrix, which I think you're going to enjoy. But first, as always, a dumb bit. So I wasn't sure which category of dumb bit to run this under, uh, so I decided to run it under I Thought It Was Funny. <laughs> now, as you know, I Thought It Was Funny is a uh, one of those things where I take a little news story and I only have like one punchline for it. I don't have a much bigger bit. But in this case, I kind of do, uh, even though it's uh, that's not where the way the bit works. That's This is how it's going to work. So anyway, uh, this happened this week. Fort Collins will not be taking its ban on women going
1: topless to the Supreme Court. Activists sued back in 2016, saying if laws allow men to go topless, not allowing women to do the same is discriminatory. Well, the case, believe it or not, made it all the way to a federal court of appeals, which agreed. The city, though, no longer enforces the ban. And on Tuesday, council members voted to not
0: pursue the case any further. Now, it turns out this actually happened about three months ago, but just on Friday, the Fort Collins City Council decided to officially take that law off of their books. And, uh, here are a couple of thoughts, uh, on that. Now, I've got, uh, two girls, 16 and 22. Uh, those are their names, 16 and 22. I'm really into science fiction. Little joke from the old open mic days, how about that? Um, anyway, as you know, uh, it's, it's fangirl and Liza. Anyway, and I, I gotta tell you, I mean, if, if, if 22 wanted to walk around without a top. I mean, I, I, she's grown up and I can't stop her. I mean, I'm, I'm not keen on the idea. And also keep in mind, my wife won't let me walk around without a shirt on. So just keep that in mind. But anyway, uh, you know, I got to agree with the uh, with the pro-free the nipple uh, women, you know, and men who are on the side of this too, that, you know, I mean, un- unfortunately breasts aren't sexual organs, guys. As much as we like them, they're, they're just not. And here's another thing. Um, you know, there's other parts of the body that, you know, people like that can, you know, cause people to be, I don't know, uh, I wouldn't say aroused, but attracted to faces, uh, legs, all kinds of things. So I don't know why we're just, you know, focusing on uh, women's chest. That seems kind of silly. When you get down and think about it, and you know this is another thing too. Uh, the other side of this coin here is not in so much in this country, but in other parts of the world, in the West, uh, Western countries, they want women to not wear uh, the Muslim headgear and be you know be dressed from head to toe and everything like that. Well, there's a reason women do that, and it isn't because men are making them. Now that that's the case, then no, no, you can't do that. But they do it because because guys are awful, and they think I'd rather just be covered up, and not have dudes looking at any part of my body, and that's fine. So, you know, you can't <laughs> you can't have it both ways, folks. So, anyway, I like shoulders, so in a way I feel like I'm getting over whenever I see a woman walking around with a tank top. Anyway, uh, so the thing I wanted to get to here, to, I know this is a long way to go uh, for this dumb bit <laughs> to finally resolve itself, but and I couldn't find any audio uh, on this part of the story. But uh, from NBC News, uh, the ruling rejected the city's concern that striking down the ordinance would lead to women, quote, parading in front of elementary schools or swimming are swimming topless in the public pool and to that I say that's a parade I'd like to see I thought it was funny Amir K is a stand-up comedian originally from Orange County California and he still makes his home in the greater Los Angeles area he's a very funny man here now is our conversation with Amir K So, uh, what's up with you, man? Uh, uh, It's been probably about a year since we last spoke, I think. Maybe a little longer.
1: It has been, my friend. It has been. I have been just staying busy, man. Just really uh, keeping busy with the tour, stand-up tour, staying sharp, getting up every night uh, when I'm home. And that's pretty much it, man. You know. So. uh, um, Trying to get great.
0: There you go. Uh, That's the way to do it. You got to, like, the... the the thing that uh, I think uh, Brabiglia told me this once. He said they should have a sign in every comedy club. Is uh, the or Jerry Seinfeld said this? Uh, Brabiglia repeated it to me that they should have a sign in every comedy club.
1: Go up, uh, tell jokes, repeat. <laughs> exactly. And whenever a younger comic asks me for advice, that's exactly what I tell him. Yeah. And uh, I just say, yeah, it's stage time. I mean, you gotta just keep going, getting up, getting up, getting up, getting up. It's just like, you know. And the best guys continue to do that, and that's yep. why they stay relevant,
0: stay good. Do, do you think guys get distracted trying to do, like, other stuff? Because I know some guys that just do nothing but, uh, especially the New York guys, you know, they'll hit the clubs th- during the week there, and then they try to hit the road, you know, uh, on the weekend and go out of town if they can. But uh, that's really all they're doing. They're r- road-warring it, and uh, or you running around New York and not really so much worried about, you know, trying out for acting things and, you know, doing podcast things like that.
1: Yeah. I think it just depends on what you want to do. I think sure. Some, some people may get overwhelmed with all the other stuff that they think they have to do. Um, you know, like, cause there's a lot of pressure from the industry. Like, Oh, I have to have a podcast or I need to go do acting or I need to do this. But I mean, I think there's multiple paths to get to where you want to go, you know? So for me, I, I've been really focusing on the standup aspect of everything. And I think that's, you know, that's where I live. And, and I, probably the thing that i enjoy the most so i've just been focusing on that but then i do have friends and uh you know other comedians that like you will do the podcast and the podcast takes off but now that helps their stand-up because now they're selling out theaters and stuff you know what i mean yeah uh, and, and so i think they all help each other but as long as you don't lose yourself and 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 um you know you're not doing it for the wrong reason you know what i mean yeah and some people enjoy doing more than one thing yeah, exactly. So and I think it's and I think it could hurt you a little bit too if you're only doing like you know, if you're only in the city just doing comedy or you're you know, you're only in LA doing comedy, or I think traveling and getting out kinda of gives you like a just a little more diversity in your in your act a little bit, or your ability to play other rooms and stuff. I think you need that too.
0: Yeah, and I think too with the podcasting thing I've kinda of noticed that some people uh, enjoyed because they find something that their podcast can be about, which is, you know, pretty important. And other people, like you say, they feel compelled to have a podcast because, well, their agent told them, or they see that their the other comedian friends have them, you know, but they don't really have exactly. a, yeah, it's not, not, yeah. Or,
1: there's no, there's nothing there. It's just like, oh, yeah. we're just, I'm just doing it to do it. And then, and then you, you see the guys that really enjoy doing it. I think there's, there's just a little bit more successful than the guy that's just doing it to do it. So like, you know, I don't think we need another podcast out there if it's not focused on something or, you know, it's not interesting
0: at least. Exactly. To be. Um, So, yeah, you still have the uh, the Texas number, I see. But um,
1: uh, where are you oh, based no, now? That's, that's Orange County. Is number. that Orange County? Oh, I thought that was. Um, yeah, what I, I think seven one three. We may have oh. talked about this before too. I don't know because it sounds familiar. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seven one three is actually the, the
0: Houston number. Houston, one. okay, cool. Well, mm-hmm. you got yourself an OC yeah. number. So you're you're
1: out in the OC. Right. Um, no, no, I live in LA, but that's just my old number from. Uh, ah, I see. From when uh, where I grew up,
0: yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, so wait, I can't remember now. You, I thought you grew up in Texas, or did you move to Texas? Or I
1: can't remember the the no, backstory no. now. I have some family there. I, I grew up in Orange County. I grew up in Cali, guy. So I grew up. In ah, California. okay okay born in iran grew up in cali that's and right then, uh yeah moved to la for school and then you know went back to orange county and then came back here to do comedy
0: there you go yeah i remember the uh the iran part you guys what you left and you were in your what early teens was it, or was it younger you were younger
1: oh, no no man i was five years old okay yeah I was early teens i probably have a little accent
0: ah okay well cool man and uh so uh what kind of things talking about on stage these days
1: you know, I've been um, just just I've, since I've been touring a lot, I've been talking about a lot of the experiences that I've been having on the road. Um, you know, just like different, you, you know, people will see when they come out to see me this week. It's always my act's always evolving, but it's typically my newer material is just what's happening in my life. You know, and so right now, what's happening in my life is that I'm on the road a lot, touring and experiencing different cities and all that. So every now and then, when I go out, you know, something will happen. Well, I'm just like living in the world, so that's that's going to be going in the act. So, I think that's pretty much what I've been talking about lately. Is just these different experiences in these different cities.
0: As you started traveling around the country, though, what, did things, certain things, surprise you in certain parts of the country, or, or, or opposite of that, did were you surprised how similar some things were?
1: Um. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, like for example, when I was in Boston, it's just so funny. Like, just the difference of the East Coast culture, you know and the pride these people have in their city and like what you know everyone's wearing the sports team shirts and every you know what i mean it's like it's so crazy just california is such a different vibe to that you know it's like i don't know why in boston everyone's like just really i I don't know it's just a weird it was a weird experience for me to go there and just see how like behind us. but i mean i guess whatever the patriots have been good for so many years so maybe that's why it's football season but uh I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just cool to be in different cities and experience their culture, you know. Yeah. Well, I think too in LA you got a lot of
0: like transplants and people. Although you would think they would still rep their own team, you would just see like that's true. Yeah. So that's that's really uh, weird.
1: Very true. LA is made up of just like people from every different place. But yeah, you know, when you go and you see exactly what you know the culture is and like, they, but like New York, I feel like it's the same way, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and people seem to adopt New York. Uh, more quickly, I guess, because the people that like New York seem to really like New York, although I've always preferred Los Angeles, Uh, I mean, um, what's
1: your what's your reason behind
0: that? Probably because LA is more like where I grew up because LA like really didn't develop until after World War II, and you got that post World War II culture of suburbs and freeways and things like that. Where New York is and Chicago are like the the at least the proper Chicago is kind of a mix of both. And you think about it, the actual city is an actual city with neighborhoods, and you walk to the corner to the store, and the outlying areas it's all freeways, and you know you go to a mall and things like that. And New York is just a city, and L.A., it seems like, is just suburbs. Like, the old, the old joke in the 80s was it's seven suburbs looking for a city. And That's
1: hilarious. Yeah. It's so true. It's so spread out here. Yeah. Yeah, everything's so spread out. But, yeah, I do. I prefer L.A. myself. I mean, New York is cool to visit and stuff. I, like. I, I don't know if I could live there. It's just it's, Everything is so compact and, like, so yeah. close together. Yeah. I mean, I get that. It's nice put on top of each other,
0: you know. You don't have to drive, and for like we were talking about, the comedians that like to go from you know do a lot of clubs and things. It's you know, I guess it's super easy to do that at least compared to you know LA, where you have to maybe drive to Pasadena and then drive over to Sunset and to to, to do the store I and mean, that But you can just you can pick public transportation virtually everywhere in um, New York, and I guess Chicago is kind of like that too. I know some guys that have actually moved there instead of going to either of the coasts. Because, um, i feel
1: like yeah that scene has changed so much I mean, I mean you've been following it too so you see like you don't really need to be in new york or la so much when you've developed you know i think in order to de- develop and become you know to get your get, cut your teeth and all that you do need to be on you know either in la or new york in the bigger markets because there's so much stand-up you know like open mics and different shows to do but once you're established i don't think you need to live in those cities anymore no. You, know, you can go, you know, like a guy like Nate guess or something. He's like back in Nashville, you know? Yeah. And he's comfortable. Has a, There's a lot of guys that do that and he tours out of there. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's imperative to be living in one of the bigger cities these days.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of guys. like Chad Daniel still lives north of Minnesota, so it can be a real yeah, family. Chad's
1: another guy, hilarious dude, that I see, you know, every now and then. In, uh, LA when he needs to be here he's here you know yeah so I think that's kind of cool and uh, like Cause this could this could get stressful living in these type of cities you know with the energy that's around here yes yeah Because you, especially you, LA like everyone's doing the same thing and everyone's trying to you know act or do this or that and, you know it's all the conversations are the same you know, it's kind of nice to go go back to either where you're from or a place that you're a little more comfortable in, and, and everyone's not doing the same thing uh, does, does it make you a little more relaxed,
0: though, that you actually grew up out there? So you kind of like it, it doesn't get to you as much? It isn't as foreign to you? Do you think that kind of helps you at all? Or is it just, you know, people would get to
1: – I don't know if it helps me. I mean, I, I just, because I mean, you still deal with it. You know, you go out and you're you know having lunch or something. Every conversation around you about the same thing. So yeah, it just gets a little annoying after a while. But that is why people are here. So I can't get too upset about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were out there
0: uh, over the summer, and uh, I, I thought the traffic thing was always like because I'd been out there since gosh from the mid nineties is the last time we were out there, and um, and traffic was was certainly bad as you would expect. And I always think, oh, the uh, traffic thing is a joke thing. Boy, it's really not. It really, really it's is terrible. A joke. And it's I mean, gotten... people are
1: moving here like by you know hordes. I mean, it's like year after year, the traffic gets worse and worse. And then the roads can't keep up because as soon as they're done built adding another lane to the highway, I mean, there's yes. there's exponentially more people here than there were the, before they had that thing.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, even people are you know moving out to like you know the Inland Empire and things like that. Now that's getting all crowded. Um, I mean, Orange County didn't seem as bad. That's where we stayed. We stayed uh, almost across the street from uh, Disneyland. And
1: uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Orange County I mean, they're open roads. You've got huge roads. And, yeah. And there's not, and not nearly as much traffic as there is from LA. But
0: as soon as you get into LA County, man, it's
1: like, woo wee oh, it's, it's <laughs> a nightmare, man. <laughs> I mean, everything's so close. Dude. It's like if you look at it, the beach, like from where I live in Hollywood, it's like six miles away exactly yeah exact. it yeah, yeah. it's a certain time it'll take you an hour and a half to get there so yeah we
0: ridiculous. we couldn't believe it I had to, it was on my friend's podcast we were coming up he's in Studio City uh, where he records it and so we had to mm-hmm. plan out and it's like and he had to look at the time of tra- the day before the time of day the traffic is because it can, it can be wildly different and uh, fortunately we, we planned it correctly and I was actually a few minutes early but um, I was like, yeah <laughs> uh,
1: well yeah but th- I'm looking forward to coming to Minnesota man again that club was really fun. Yeah. be being in the mall. <laughs> yeah, it's well, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, I've, I told you this before, but uh,
0: I only write for the paper there. I, before, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, two months ago, I'd never been to Minneapolis except for twice for an hour in the airport. But my nephew... Oh, you don't even
1: live there. No, nah, right.
0: I'm in Cincinnati. <laughs> so. And my nephew married a gal from there, so they had the wedding there. So we went up there for uh, about four or five days, my wife and I. And uh, very excited to go to the Mall of America, And very disappointed afterwards.
1: (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. I'm there. It's like sometimes people told me they were like, oh, yeah, people don't even bring, like, clothes. They just, like, buy stuff here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, man, there's so many stores. I mean, I literally, I think the first time I was there, I didn't leave the mall. You can do anything and everything in there. Yeah. But then it does get kind of like you start to get a little cabin fever. like, oh, my God, what, what else can I do in here? Well, Jimmy Pardo told me
0: this years ago. He said, just because I, I said my girls want because when my girls were younger, they used to watch this Mary-Kate and Ashley video. It was Meet Me at the Mall, and it was filmed at the Mall of America, and it looked very exciting and fun, so they've always wanted to go there. And, and Jimmy said, uh, just walk around your mall 10 times. And he's not it's, kidding.
1: It's the same. It's the, yeah, it's your mall replicated 10 times. There's, yeah. Know, 58 Starbucks. Right, right. Lids. It's like all yeah. the same store over and over. I mean, there's only so many stores you can have. my wife thought,
0: oh, we'll walk That's in. It'll be like this expanse. So you'll be able to see up high. It's like if you walk into this into the Nickelodeon area, it's kind of like that. You can see the other stores. Right, but right, if you're just right. walking around in the corridors, it literally
1: is just any other mall. There's nothing you know <laughs> exciting about it. So we we got bored of that. It's true. I just have some friends, you know, there. So I get to, you know, occupy my time with hanging with them and catching up. So that's kind of
0: cool. Yeah. Well, we stayed um, at the Hilton Garden Inn, like, a few blocks from there. And it's right on the the train line. So we took the train up into downtown and had dinner uh, and everything. So that was pretty convenient. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's
1: cool. So you get to see the city. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then we oh, yeah. we broke down and rented a car the next day, because we were like, we can't do this.
1: <laughs> we've we've got to go see yeah, something else. One day, two days in the mall. It's just like fun to go there. I mean, because you know they put you up at the I think Radisson Blue I'll be in like right next to the hotel, which is yeah. a really nice hotel. And then I just have my friends come in and come in and swoop me up and then we go and do things around town. Yeah, uh, really nice. go to the ball game or anything when you're there. Uh, I have not been. No, I think last time uh, Nick Swartz was there he was going to take me to a Twins game or something like that.
0: Okay, and so when the first time you went to Minnesota, coming from Southern California, did it did it seem radically different to you, or did it, um, or did it just seem like just any other big city, really?
1: Uh, any other big? I mean, sometimes you just get lost. You know, when you're when you're on the road so much, you just kind of like forget where you are. Sometimes, especially those mall cities, yeah. <laughs> when they put you in, you're in the comedy clubs in the mall, you kind of forget where you are, but. Um Yeah, until you hit the cheese curd stand, and then you go, oh, yeah, I'm in
0: Minnesota. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did enjoy those. I <laughs> um, can't remember the place we ate at. It was a couple blocks from uh, from the other club, from Acme, and where the City Pages right. offices used to be, my editor told me, because I emailed my editor and said, where should we go? And so she uh, told us. But, um yeah, and the other weird thing we found out is you c- can't really buy booze in a gas station like you can here in Ohio. That was a big culture yeah. shock for us. <laughs> Like and is that
1: like, yeah, yeah, you guys, that's the one thing I can't, I, I don't understand. It's like some of the, some of the cities, they like, or they're closed on Sundays, or they don't have yeah. liquor stores, or, you know, you have to find a Like here, you know, we sell our alcohol in the grocery stores?
0: Yeah, same here. Like,
1: they don't do yep. that everywhere. So
0: yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, in Ohio, it's weird. You can only buy us up to a certain proof of hard liquor. In the grocery store, if you want the really hard stuff, then you have to go to a liquor, a licensed liquor store. So that's our. Little and if
1: you want even the harder stuff, you got to go to the backwoods and get the. Moon yeah right, get down, the moon right? go down
0: to Kentucky, and yeah, get that sorted. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They'll make you blind after a shot, stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it gets weird that um yeah Minnesota just seemed like it. Cause it had this mystique around it. Of course, you know, it's got, it is a big city. It's got all five major sports teams and everything. But then it it did seem. It seemed more familiar than it didn't seem familiar. I guess you know, coming from another midwestern city, I reckon. But um, right. and their grocery stores. Speaking of, they don't have any big chain grocery stores there. Like I, have,
1: I didn't notice that. I guess I'm not. I'm not going to the. You know, I'm not grocery shop
0: Oh, we're a big grocery fan. Grocery store. We always like to stuff. see what other gr- people are what's, what's
1: the reason for that? I asked my
0: editor, and she said uh, she believes it's because Target is there and really ramped up their food thing. So the, the oh my god
1: yeah target is like a grocery store now they are you but all the there. all the target groceries
0: I've been in in Florida or even here they're like they're not really full grocery stores they have like a grocery section they have like 10 12 aisles of groceries but the one we went to uh, right by us at the hotel in Minnesota was a proper full on grocery store and a target so it was wow. just, yeah. Right,
1: I mean, they got Walmarts and stuff. Yeah, so.
0: but yeah. everything else were like, so, like that yeah, that's their other competitor. And there's one, I think it's a place called King's is the only other like proper grocery store in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. And the rest are all these like nice sort of boutique-y um, Kind of like it's
1: whole Foods type thing. Yeah, small
0: small chain Whole Foods. There's a, there's a couple of chains that are like that. They have four or five locations around the two cities, and uh, yeah, pricey. But um, yeah, that's that's what they do. But yeah, we're we're huge fans of grocery stores and, and other cities. Um, Is that
1: right? Yeah, Is that your thing.
0: That, Is that's that's our visit? that's our bag, Arizona man. Suits, yeah.
1: Suits, local fair they
0: have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to, to see what the natives are up to. Um, like, <laughs> So, like, apart from hanging out with their friends when you go to different cities, is there certain things, like, you saw, like we were talking about some people like to go to the, the different ballparks. Like, they go to all the ballparks in different cities. My uh, boss, Josh Schneid likes to do that. Um, what uh, what what kind of things do you like to do in a particular town, or, or or do you not have a particular thing you like to do in a town?
1: Not really. I mean, I, I definitely like to see the downtown. Like, I've been trying to get out more and You know, a lot lot of times when I was like a a middle act or something, we'd be so drunk the night before I'd be hungover till you know (laughs) for for so long, and then you were just in the hotel room sleeping until the show show was you know your time for the show. So now I've just been kind of taking it easy since I've been headlining and trying to get out and experience the city a little more. You know, so definitely, yeah, like see the downtown if there's any historic stuff in there. Oh yeah, I like to check that out. Yeah, you know, and just walk around a little bit, see if I can get some material for the night.
0: There you go. See if there's anything any weird or crazy can, can happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're talking about being, you know, the middle act and being, you know, drinking a bits. Um, do you find if you've gotten older though, that kind of you get bored with that and now you actually have more like grown up things to talk about?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know what do you mean by grown up things
0: well I'm, I, yeah, a lot of guys and, and even gals will say you know when you're in your 20s talk about partying and dating and things like that but as you get older you start to think about oh well I you know I actually own a car now and I, I own a house or I want to buy a house or I'm in a serious relationship you know things just change you know you just did are
1: right I think it's a natural evolution of your, right. your act yeah yeah like, like I said whatever you're experiencing at the time is what you're going to talk about so yeah if I have kids I'll probably start talking about kids if I you know so yeah that's I think that's totally natural and um yeah i think that's just how it is when you're starting If like that's why i'm glad i started i started comedy when i was 27 so i had a few things to pull from you know i had lived a little bit of a life so oh yeah i had a pretty deep bag of things to talk about and um you know i'm still exploring and learning about myself as i get older and i think yeah, those are the things you're right like a little more adult things that i'd be talking about now
0: i forgot what were you doing before you were doing comedy
1: Um, I was doing real estate appraisals. I had a little appraisal company. Okay. So I was in the real estate business. Oh, neat. Which was really cool, but it just wasn't fulfilling, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm glad uh, the market turned and, uh, you know, everything. I lost like 70% of my business in like a month or two. Yikes. And it forced me into, you know, going and pursuing something that I really wanted to do. So it was kind of a nice thing. Like in 2007 when the market tanked, I started stand-up. Cool, well, great, man.
0: Well, it sounds like things are going well for you. They are, man. Yes, it was super. Great to talk to you. Yeah, great talking to you, and hope we can get you down here in Cincinnati uh, sometime soon. I can't remember if you've been before. I... I, I have
1: not. That's like Okay, market. I have not played.
0: All right. Well, we need to get that sorted. Uh, I'll, I'll put a Absolutely. bug in the ear of uh, one of the bookers, and I'll uh, we'll see what we can do.
1: You got it, brother. It was nice chatting, man. You. Thanks, man. Talk to you later.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Thanks to Amir K. for being on the show. Catch Amir September 26th to the 28th at the House of Comedy there in Bloomington, Minnesota, right there in the infamous Mall of America. Then October 7th to the 13th, he's in Las Vegas at the Tropicana. And uh, for all Amir, as uh, all of Amir's dates, uh, that is, go to amircomedy.com. Amir is A-M-I-R, of course, comedy.com. Right up to the song of the week. Song of the week is from Martin Garrix. Martin Garrix is a DJ. Uh, he is from the Netherlands. And uh, th- there was uh, one of the NPR shows, I think it was A1, it's uh, on in the mornings here, at least in Cincinnati. It's from, from Washington, but they broadcast it here. I don't know if it's broadcast live uh, across the country at that time. But uh, they were going to have a show about electronic music a couple weeks ago, and they asked for people to uh, phone in and talk about you know, how they'd like electronic music. And then it turned out that they weren't really talking about the electronic music that I like necessarily, which is uh, your Depeche Mode, your Orchestral Manoeuvres in the Dark, uh, your Ultravox, your Human League, if you will. Uh, it's the more like the modern electronic EDM, as they call it, electronic dance music, uh, which is fine. Uh, and this is where Martin Garrix fits in. Martin Garrix is one of these fellows, like uh, David Guetta or uh, the late Avicii, uh, where he's mostly a DJ, and that's you know an hour of uh, people throwing their hands in there and things like that. And I've famously said on this program, and uh, to Fangirl and to Liza, uh, is that I-, I like that kind of thing for four minutes when they bring in like a singer. And other than that, that's a hard pass. But like uh, you know, when Avicii used to work with you know. He worked with Coldplay and worked with all kinds of people. Uh, awesome, and there's just all kinds of examples like a David Guetta and Sia uh, did a great tune uh, together. Um, Titanium. Uh, so all those songs like so again in four minute chunks. It's fantastic. And Martin Garrick's new single fits right in with that. Well, it's not a. I guess it's not a terribly new single. It Probably came out at the beginning of the year, but it's from 2019. It features JRM. I don't know who JRM is, but he's the singer uh, in this one. The song is called These Are the Times. And uh, yeah, it features JRM, so I reckon he is the singer. And uh, you know, it's it's not uh, earth shattering. It's not totally different from what you've heard before from a, a disc jockey teaming up with a singer, but it's solid. Uh, the song is *These Are the Times*. It is Martin Garrix featuring JRM. Our song the weekend P. F. Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. We'll find a way to make it better When days turn into dark That's when we light it up together